Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Hammer Lane. It's October the 24th. I know, I'm late. October uh, kind of caught me off guard. I've been trying to get uh, get some folks in here to do a podcast, and it just hadn't worked out, and uh, I was on, uh, I, I guess you could call it vacation, um, last week. I was actually, I was learning to fly a paramotor, if you're curious. Take a look at that on the web. So I, I did that once, and that's all it took. I'm no longer going to fly paramotors. I'm staying right here on the ground. But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. Today on this episode, we've got some information for you, and I've got Shane Malden. Y'all know him. He's uh, our transportation director. Um, he is responsible for uh, our LPG business uh, on the operations side. Um, he was in charge of South Texas Crude, and y'all know we we moved uh, moved some responsibilities around, uh, and now he's he's focused on our LP business. And I thought it would be good because he's been involved in uh, the um, the truck purchase. Uh, we we talked in a previous episode about the new trucks that we're bringing on, and the fact that uh, I believe Chad Woods was the one that talked about the uh, life cycle replacement plan. What we've done is determined a certain percentage of the fleet that we're going to turn over every year. So I believe those percentages were 15% of our LPG fleet, or those road tractors, and then 20% of our crude tractors. So how many did that equate to this year? We put a purchase in for 25 uh, LPG units. That's with the large sleeper. Um, and then we, uh, we purchased uh, 50 of the uh, of the crude units, so um, we had the first two developed as uh, pilot vehicles. Uh, went out and took a look at them, and uh, decided to make a few changes. And the intent here today is to kind of highlight those those changes. So, Shane, uh, transmission was one of those uh, more significant changes. Why don't you explain to the folks um, what uh, what we did? Okay, um, this is going to be on the crude tractors. That's right. Um, yeah. So the ones that originally respect with the ten-speed uh, standard transmission, we decided to change them over to a thirteen-speed um, transmissions for a couple of reasons. Um, the the ten speeds had a variable torque, where these have a uh, I guess it would be a standard torque. Well, what that means is in the you only had 18, and the 10 speeds, you only had the 1850 torque in the top two gears. And with the 13 speed, <clears throat> the 1850 is just straight across in every gear. So um, there, you're going to be able to feel that, like, seat of the pants. Are you going to be able to feel that? I think you'll see a noticeable difference. Um, the driver will, I think they'll really like it. Um, it's a lot more versatile transmission. And I know it, it may sound... Um, 
intimidating someone that's never drove one uh just to, you know oh i got 13 gears instead of 10 basically it's the same transmission um the only difference is you can split the top gears in this one and you don't have to split the top gears you know it's as needed okay um, so if you want to just skip the split and when you say split it has a switch yeah so most of them have an up and down switch for a high low on your 10 speed this one will have that and then it has a side to side switch oh. to split the uh the gears so you know instead of um you'll have 12 and 13 it's just a flip of a switch yeah really it's not really a it's not it's not hard to drive it's it's pretty um pretty simple I think the drivers really like it. I think another reason to, for the swap was resale value. Uh, yeah. As we are changing out the trucks in a cycle, those trucks I think will bring uh, be a lot more favorable to buyers in the future when we get ready to get rid of them. So it's something you know we need to look at as a company. Yeah, they're they're good looking trucks too. I was really um, kind of bummed that uh, that the three eighty nine is not one that we're going to really be able to uh, to get into anymore. Uh, but when I saw this is the 567, right, uh, it's a really, it's a pretty good looking truck. And uh, it's got a little bit of a larger sleeper on the crude, crude unit that, that then we've seen in like the 15 uh, freight liners. I think it's uh, slightly larger than that, uh, than that sleeper. And it has a refrigerator. They do have a refrigerator. I um, thought that was pretty The big cool. ones have a refrigerator, a bigger refrigerator. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll really like them. Um, we're starting to see a lot more business that causes us to be out from time to time, and I think it'll be a lot more, a lot more comfortable, user friendly for the driver. Should be able to see a little better out with the hood of the five sixty seven. You won't have yeah. as long a hood, um, so maybe limit some of the blind spots in front of us. Um, I'm really excited. I think they're going to be some great trucks. It still it still has that classic, you know, longer nose look though. It, right, it's a it's good just, looking truck. Just slopes down a little bit. Yeah. Instead of, uh, straight. No, I'm I'm excited too. I I can't wait to get those in. And like I said, the the first two were already developed. Um, there will be. I, I'm not sure that we got that change order in in time to get all of the crude units, um, but uh, the the majority of them will have the the 13 speed versus the 10. But we will see some with the 10 speed. So, yeah, that's that's the most significant change. Also, you know, just like everything else, supply chain, supply chain, right? So um, that, uh, that has affected our purchase. Um, we are still getting all 25 of our LP units um, and, and no, no real, um, real changes to the, uh, to the LP units. Um, well, telephone. Um, but uh, your pickup's probably ready, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, the uh, so so we're keeping the twenty five LP units. The crude units, however, uh, they've taken ten from us. Uh, the the prices went up in twenty three. Um, Peterbilt is probably not going to be able to build all fifty uh, in two thousand twenty two. So we will be getting forty. They'll be happy to give us ten more at uh, next year's pricing. Um, but I just uh, I wasn't. Uh, wasn't too thrilled about uh, about that that kind of price increase. It really has gone up quite a bit. All right, so those are the big changes with the trucks. I appreciate Shane coming on and sharing that with us. Let me give you a quick update on uh, Project 9. Um, I, I'll just tell you that things are looking pretty good with uh, Project 
Who? Who's, Jimmy. Safety Jimmy. Yep. Hey, hey what, what are you? Know. Oh, this is the podcast room. Yeah. Yeah, that's we're, right. We're recording a podcast, man. What What can I help you with? Oh, hey, I just uh, heard people in here and thought I'd come just do kind of a, a little walk around, just do a safety inspection real quick. So, uh, you know, don't don't mind me. I'll just be walking around, looking, seeing what I see. Oh, okay. We'll drive on if you're going to be quiet about it. All right. Like I said, uh, Project 9, guys, it, I'll just tell you things are Ooh, there's looking. Oh, there's a trip hazard. Looking pretty let me move that, Casey. I got that trip hazard right there for you. Sorry. But it's a it's a podcast studio, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you still have to walk around here and uh people coming and going, so we don't want any trip hazards. And uh we probably We're, ought to get you a little uh palm rest for the uh board there so you don't get carpal tunnel as well. Carpal tunnel. Yeah. Workplace ergonomics. <laughs> really? Yeah, this I don't know. There's a lot of wires and, and things through here. I'm, I might have to use my stop work obligation and just shut this down. Yeah, you would. You're a fun sponge. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I get paid to do. I know it. Well, while, while you're here, why don't you have a seat? And we'll, I guess we'll talk safety since you've kind of monopolized the conversation. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm, I'm always <laughs> up to do that. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, if you don't know Jimmy Hobby, he's our safety manager. I uh, know uh, you probably have seen him out and about. You've certainly seen some of his guys uh, going around. Uh, you got Chris Evans, and uh, he, he hangs out in Baytown and covers um, our LP terminals east of the Sabine, right? That's correct, and Seeley. And Seeley. And we've got uh, um, Mike down in uh, Pleasanton that covers uh, Pleasanton and Corpus and Yoakum, that yep. area. And Eric is out in, uh, in West Texas. Uh, and here in the office, uh, you've got um, Deanna. Is, I don't know if you guys know Deanna, but she's the one that tells on you guys when uh, mm-hmm. we get all the, the reports of uh, not, not great things happening. Yep, driver's license expiring, yeah. physicals expiring. Yep. She does all that, and, and uh, Karina is uh, is another one that's on your team. So, yep. um, there that that's our safety team. So, I guess while Jimmy has uh, invited himself to our comp, our uh, podcast, we'll uh, talk a little bit about safety. It's it's been one heck of a year so far, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Looking at our injuries, um, we have had a stellar year. Our our rates, our number of injuries and things like that have just that's been the best we've had since I've been been here at Enterprise. Yeah, and and let's talk a little bit about how that is uh is is not calculated, uh but uh, what what does that mean? How so, do we how do we measure that? Yeah, um OSHA has come out with a a formula so that it tracks everybody um on an equal playing field based on number of man hours and things. So you take the number of your injuries, you plug them into this formula and you come up with a total recordable injury rate. And then for lost time injuries, you use the same formula but just for lost times and you get that LTIR or lost time injury rate. Yeah, so the um the um total recordable incident rate is basically the number of kind of serious incidents that we have. Yep. Um and then the lost time rate is a, is basically of those serious incidents, how many of them injured an employee or resulted in an employee injury to the extent that that employee missed work, correct? Exactly right. And we're at zero uh, right now. Yeah, our lost time is zero. We haven't seen that. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that yeah, that's 
it's impressive. Um, and, and it's not anything about, oh, look, look, at, uh, look at us, we're doing a great job. It's the fact that we're safe. And you guys come to work, and, and I like to think that we provide a, a, a good, safe environment. And, uh, and you go home every evening uh, the way that you came to work. So that's, that's testament to the hard work by everybody out there and keeping your head in the game and engaged. So um, doing a great job with, uh, with those incidents. Where, where could we use some, some help? Well, um, in roadside in, inspections. Yeah, roadside inspections. <laughs> roadside inspections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our hazmat violations have been really killing us here lately. The last few months, we've been above the intervention threshold by the DOT. Um, the only way we get that down is by getting clean inspections. And the big things that we've been getting hit with are shipping paper violations, emergency shutoff violations. Um, those are the things that are killing us, and those are things that uh, the driver should be able to make sure that they're good to go before they ever leave the terminal. All right, so shipping papers. If, um, if I get out of the truck um, or if I'm asked for my shipping papers and I reach over into my passenger seat and pick up my clipboard, um, what happens? Is that a violation? Yeah, according to the regs, if you're restrained and you can reach it, you're good. But if you have to move out of your seatbelt or something to be able to grab it, then that's going to be a violation. And what if I get out of the truck and I leave it on the passenger seat and the DOT officer opens the door to, to grab it out of the door and it's not there? Yeah, if you're going to leave the vehicle, it has to be in that door pocket on the driver's side or on the driver's seat. Yeah. So, guys, that's that's one of the things that I, I could see it's too easy just to toss it over in the, in the passenger seat, and then you get out of the truck when you're inspected, the officer looks up in there and can't find it. It's not in the door pocket. Bam. Violation. And some of the other ones are they're really hard to detect, but we're getting dinged on them like uh, the placards. Faded placards. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's something that, as a driver, um, whenever you look at your truck every day, you may not notice that it's fading. Um, so it's a good idea to have a new placard that maybe you just keep in the cab somewhere where it doesn't get exposed to the sun. Whenever you do your walk around, you can carry it around there with you and then just kind of look and see, does that look faded? Yeah. Because that's going to be a judgment call on the uh, officer. Sure. Yeah, and some of these are, and you sit back and go, well, that's BS. That's just dumb. You know how how are you? Well, it is, but that's the rules we gotta we gotta play by. So yeah, yeah, I'd ask you guys to take a look at that. But you know, uh, other than that, I mean, we really are having a great year as far as safety goes, uh, and and you guys are doing a fantastic job. I think if I could ask uh, for help with any with any one thing, it would be uh, the uh, hazmat stuff. Um, those those kind of hits. Uh, during these roadside inspections are going to, you know, if they continue, we're going to get some help that we really, you know, rather, rather not have that kind of help. Um, but uh, that's kind of where we are. I, I do think we had three drop off this month, though, correct? Yeah. yeah we and ho drop off. hopefully we'll see some more drop off uh, as we get uh, get into next month. So, um, but with that, um, let's let's talk a little bit about, about you, Jimmy. Um, I wanted to... Uh, to kind of connect you with everybody because, you know, I, I know you a little bit um, and I know what uh, what your hobbies are, what your interests are, and it's not what I would think. When I think of a safety manager, I, 
don't think of some of the things that you do. But uh, So one thing, you need to play with knives, which is never a good idea. You don't run with them, though, right? No, no. Try not to run with them. Always wear my safety glasses, cut-proof gloves, yes. Yeah. So he, he makes knives, which is really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. build some uh, fixed blade knives and then like to really modify some of the uh, folders. Okay. And and you you flip these things or you sell them on, online sometimes too, huh? Yeah, there's some that uh, I'll buy and just flip online, make a little money, and then other ones I'll buy, modify, and then flip those. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the fish thing. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Tell us a little bit about the whole fish hobby. Uh, yeah, I like to uh, maintain freshwater fish tanks. I've tried saltwater and didn't have good luck, so I stayed with freshwater. Uh, but I have a 180-gallon tank in the living room. I have a 120-gallon tank in the entry. And then I have a breeding room where I have uh, four other tanks in there, 275s and 240s. And and you bought these tanks? Um, some of them I bought. Now, all but one of the stands I've built, um, a couple of the tanks I bought, they were old, and I refurbished those, resealed them, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I remember when you were doing all that stuff. <laughs> that's a lot of fish in the house. It is. It is. And unfortunately, <laughs> none of them are edible. Oh, really? No. no. You know, so that reminds me, my uncle, when I was a kid, he had a big old fish tank with an Oscar. Mm. And I guess they don't like little fish. I, yeah. I don't know. I think they're kind of aggressive. Yeah. I don't know anything about fish. But I thought it was funny because he had a fish bowl sitting next to it. I guess they were feeder fish. Yep. He called that death row. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I think the most interesting thing is the the whole race car thing. Okay, yeah. So you've got a 2017 Mustang GT. Yep. Still still got air conditioning in it. Yep. Still, still uh, full interior carpet. Yep. Carpet. Everything's in there. Uh, radio, power steering. Everything is in it, still street legal, um, inspected, registered, and all that. And um, as far as suspension and powertrain, none of that is Ford anymore, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Now, it's been in the shop for a little bit now. It has been down for a little bit. Um, You know, it's... It's been a long process to get the build done, and then we had issues. Once we thought we had it done, we blew the motor up and had to wait for the builder to rebuild the motor. Yeah, and now it's got a 5.2 in it. Yeah, 5.2 Predator block built by RPG Racing Engines in California. It's uh, fully built, sleeved, the whole nine yards. Turbocharged. Twin turbocharged, 6568 T3 turbos. And oh, because you, ha- you, you had a single turbo on it for a yep. while. Prior went- to that was supercharger. Yeah. Now yeah. we're on twins. Yeah. And so I actually bought your tuner that you had. Yeah. And that is on my son's car. And That's right. It's really fast, so I can't imagine <laughs> twin turbos. <in> it. <laughs> yeah. We we just finished up the uh, dyno tune last week and made 1,515 horsepower at the wheels. Good. 1,255 foot-pounds of torque. Wow. Holy mackinoli. So what do you think that will put you down the quarter? Uh, we're hoping to go high sevens. Mid sevens, around the 180, 190 mile an hour mark in the quarter mile. Is it, and it has a parachute? Mm-hmm. Parachute, roll cage, six-point roll cage. Wow. Well, that's not the first time you've been been that fast, though. No, we uh, whenever we were supercharged, went and took it to the Texas Mile, and it's a top speed racing association race, and I'm licensed through that group to race there. And we went 181.2, and uh, due to – 
some technical difficulties. We were not able to make another pass. I think we could have got closer to 190, but ripped the front end off at 181. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that was an eye-opener. Yeah. So that's in Victoria, right? Yeah, that was in Victoria. Uh, They've since moved it to Beeville, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Is it still on an air? Airfield? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so, guys, this was in Victoria. I think it's a two-mile stretch. Something like that, yeah. And they they let you go for a mile uh, just to see how fast you could go. And, I mean, there's guys going well over 200 miles an hour, right? Yeah, they they actually had a Ford GT40 that broke 300 out there. Oh, my goodness. A couple years ago. So, imagine those, uh, the mile markers, they... You knock them down pretty quick at that that speed. Yeah, the first half mile takes a little while, and the second half mile is way shorter for some reason. <laughs> Get going, and so you had so your car it was supercharged, but really, I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot done to it. Mm-mm. I mean, you, you had it tuned, I assume. Yeah, it was a, a tune, a supercharger, uh, exhaust, and a stock block, and internals, and everything. Suspension was it? No, uh, it was had some lower end springs. That was it. Really? Yeah. 181 miles an hour in a 2017 Mustang. Yep. Just throw a supercharger on it. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I remember when you did that. I, I've always been impressed with uh, with that kind of stuff. That's that's really fast. I want to go back and uh, see if I can break into the 200-mile-an-hour club. Yeah. So, we'll see. I imagine the steering is a little bit light. A little bit. Front yeah. end gets real light. So it came down, and when it came down and settled down is when – did you figure out what caused the front end to come off? And when we say front end, it was the the, chin the plastic. Yeah, yeah. The uh, chin splitter it had an aftermarket chin splitter on it, and it comes with support braces. And didn't put the support braces because I didn't like the way they looked, and didn't think about the structural integrity at 180. And uh, it got to flopping in the wind, and it just sucked it under the car, and then it took all the belly pan inner fenders and all oh, that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Well, I mean, you always have a few extra parts. Yeah, you don't need all together. those. No. Weight reduction. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, Jimmy. I appreciate you coming in and sharing that kind of stuff. And uh, guys, please, please don't. You, the trucks won't do 181. So let's yeah, we uh, hope not. Let's keep our foot out of it. Although, at you know, a constant 1,850 pound-feet of torque, Across all 13 gears, that, that'll be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. They actually do run some big rigs in Abilene at the uh, half-mile event. Is that right? So you can go on YouTube, and uh, for any of you guys, you can go out there and look at that. It's some pretty interesting stuff. Those trucks move. Yeah. I, I think ours would move, too, if we turned them up, but we're not going to. No. <laughs> <laughs> and don't try and talk to the mechanics and talk them into it. We're just not going to do that. All right, guys. Hey, Jimmy, thank you very much, sir. Thanks I appreciate you. Me. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us. Guys, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast again. Sorry that I'm on my butt. Uh, it's the 24th of October, and I'm just getting this thing put together. Um, guys, be safe. Um, keep your head in the game. You're doing a fantastic job. Super proud of everybody out there, and I'll see you out in the hammer lane. Thanks. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.